Hello and welcome to episode 1048 of The Sleeper and the Bust. It is Friday, May 6th. I'm your host, Paul Spohr, joined this morning by Justin Mason. Justin, up very early this morning. How are you doing? I'm feeling a little red right now. <laughs> yeah, if you're watching live on YouTube, uh, you see that uh, he's got a new camera here that messes with the light off the and then plays with the paint off the wall, which is orange, mm-hmm. and creating a, a red glow that makes you look like you're under uh, like a fast food, uh, you know, yes. warmer there. So it, we're, it's we're warming, uh, yeah. people. People have said before it looks like that scene from Seinfeld with the with the That's exactly what I was streamers. thinking. Yeah. That is one trillion percent what I was thinking. So um that's that's amazing. I want to mention out front today is our watch party for uh yes. the Max Scherzer Kyle Gibson game. It'll be in our Discord. All you have to do is be a subscriber to our Patreon at any level, ah. and you have access to the Discord. Char's gonna be there. She was just letting you know that. She is indeed going to be that. We, okay, we get it, Char. You're going to be in the Discord. Gosh, relax. She's a big Kyle Gibson fan. She likes everything Justin likes, just to troll me. But that'll be today at six. If you're listening to this on Friday, the day it comes out. Uh, but Justin, we got to dive right into it. We got a bit of news, one piece of news, and then we're going to play Keeper Cut with pitchers. And uh, we've got some interesting decisions here uh, about guys that might be cut that, you know, were drafted with impact potential or at least impact expectation. But let's start with the big news. Jaron Duran is coming up for Boston, maybe in hopes to infuse their offense a little bit. Um, that's been one part of Boston's team that hasn't been going well that I'm I'm surprised by. Their pitching not going so well. I kind of expect that. I don't think that they have good pitching outside of a couple individual players. But they're 27th in WRC+. plus. So Duran is going to be called up. We tried this last year. It didn't go well. But, you know, it was very small sample. Are you going to be in on Jaron Duran? He's off to a pretty good start in AAA with two homers, two steals. And, oh, wait, excuse me, that's last year's numbers. He has one homer, seven steals, hitting 370 for a 179 WRC plus in AAA. 25-year-old Jaron Duran, are you interested? Yeah, I mean, I think you should be just because of the stolen base potential. Uh, Probably more in deeper leagues. I do wonder, like, how much he's actually going to play. Does he platoon? Um, And there's also the obvious risk uh, that we saw with him that he just can't hit. uh, True. JBJ has a 52 WRC+. Yeah, but they love JBJ. I I know, and I do too, but he is not good. Yeah, he's just um, not, and like I, I, I hate it, man, because I, I, I really do like him. He's a, he's a fun player, he's a great defender. He's had spikes of quality offense, but it's not there, man. He had a thirty-five last year. Like you, you add up his last two years, and he sucks. That's eighty-eight, like yeah, or eighty-seven, excuse me. But like, what are we doing? So I think I think he's got to play over JBJ pretty consistently. Duran does. I, I mean, I think he should. Will he is the question. Yeah. Um, what are you calling him up for if, if you're not going to play him? I would think so. I would think you wouldn't want to stunt Duran's growth by making him a reserve player. So um, hopefully he comes up uh, like uh, we both said already. Like he's, he's got some real interesting speed potential. I don't mm-hmm. think he's going to for a ton of pop or anything. But if he can get on base uh, and, you know, he was, hit, like I said, hitting 370 in the minor leagues. Um yeah, potential to steal 20-plus bases the rest of the way. So, And that has value in, in every format. 
I don't know that I'm picking him up in tens, but in, in 12s yeah. and 15s, I think I'd take the gamble there. I think I agree with that on Jared Duran. 12s and 15s, yes. 10s, probably not. Maybe if there's a unique situation where you're dealing with some injuries or you're really desperate for speed is about the only way I could think it. And it would have to be five outfielders as well. Three outfielder, 10 teamers. Yeah. Not yet with Jaron Duran. We need to see what that playing time is going to look like. There is a spot, but are they going to give it to him? Uh, all right. It's time for Keeper Cut, Pitcher Edition. And we got some big-name guys rostered pretty heavily at uh, Yahoo and ESPN, or at least one of them in some instances. Um, and we got to see if we're cutting them. I and we'll talk about the different league formats where we might. And uh, let's start with Jose Barrios. And this is a guy that I am really bummed about because it's just been so blah. Like, it's a 413 ERA, which isn't killing you, but look at the 158 whip. And the 18% strikeout rate, that it would be a career low. Well, uh, his rookie season, when he came up for 58 innings, he had a 17%. So it'd be uh, the second lowest of his career at 18%. It's well far off of what he normally does. Uh, and yet Barrios is still at 97% at Yahoo, 98% at ESPN. He got beat up again yesterday. What are we doing with Jose Barrios um, and, and if you're cutting him where you, oh, by the way, that's not even updated. He's at 534 area. I figured that looked a little light. I guess our stats have not updated for the night yet. So I pardon me on that. Um, yeah, he's at 534, 164 with the ERA and whip for Jose Barrios. So where are you cutting him? Oh, I have a really hard time cutting a guy like Barrios. Um, I understand. just, just cause the talent level, uh, is so good. Uh, He's throwing the fastball more, throwing the changeup less. Um, and Zero Ks yesterday, if I can interject quickly, which means that 18% is lower now, too. Yeah. Zero Ks and four and two-thirds. It's almost like someone told him to try to emulate a little bit more of like what Robbie Ray did, which is, you know, last year, which is, hey, stay in the zone, be more aggressive. But he didn't um, need to do that. He, he shouldn't be doing that because he's not Robbie Ray. Yeah. Um, Someone should tell Robbie Ray to redo that, by the way. Uh, yeah, because he's uh, he's given up more zone contact than he ever has. His ground ball rate is is, is the worst it's ever been. It's only like 28%. Uh, yeah, Brios has the ball in the air a lot, which is uncharacteristic, like you say. Uh, line drives are up a bit. Fly balls up. Homers. Uh I believe are up as well. Yeah, 1.5. And that's before yesterday is inputted because he did give up a homer yesterday. It's just rough right now. Let me ask you this. You have trouble cutting Barrios. I get it. You, you put a pretty big investment in him. I understand wanting to see it through a bit more. Are you benching him though? At least? I think, yeah, I think he he's moving into a not every start category right now. He also has had like, Kind of a rough schedule at the I, Yankees, at Boston twice. I thought you were going to bring that up. Yeah, and I mean, it doesn't get any better. It's at the Yankees next week again. Kikuchi's had the I Yankees would, like four times too. Like, yeah, Toronto's Kikuchi's, Kikuchi's schedule yeah, has been even worse. But, um, I, yeah, I think I'd probably sit him next week. Uh, okay. Unfortunately. Uh, you said he's at the Yankees? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm the, not starting with a sweet in New home run rate. Yeah, I, I think I'm. I think I'm sitting him right now. I don't think I'm dropping him quite yet. I can understand ten teamers wanting to though. Um, I just I don't. I I'm not ready to pull that trigger. 
Yeah, I don't think I am uh, ready yet either with Barrios. I gotta go more than five starts. It's very frustrating. I think you. I think you're very much welcome to to benching him. I think that makes uh, a lot of sense there if you're not looking to take another beating and you risk, you know, seven shutout in Yankee Stadium. Like he can do that. Like Barrios has that kind of talent that if if he's a little bit off and he gets back on track, then he puts up a gem like that and you miss it. You have to be open to missing that. To, to avoid possibly another blasting in three to four innings as well. Uh, let me ask you this. If you are cutting him in 10-teamer, are you doing so for Jesus Lazardo, who's 56% at ESPN? No. Tristan McKenzie, who's 63%. Mm, that one's closer. Merrill Kelly, who's 64%. Kelly's been... Pretty damn good. Yeah. I think I would do that if, uh, I mean, I still don't want to drop him, but if I'm going yeah. to, if I'm making a decision, uh, hey, I'm done with this. Um, I'm in a 10 team league or an 18 league, and I'm, I'm just done with this guy right now. I think, yeah, those two I would do. What about Corey Kluber for Jose Barrios? Corey Kluber's just 40% at ESPN for some reason. He's been excellent. Yes. Would you try to get so you since you said yes, you'd try to cut somebody else to get Kluber bench Barrios. Uh-huh. That's the real move that you'd want to do. I think so. I'm with I just that. and especially in a ten or you know ten league or ten team league or an eighteen league something like that. Like there's just so much available in the red where I'm willing to ride this streak. Like, I don't think Kluber's going to last. I just think health wise, that's health is my only concern. The yeah, talent is locked, but yeah, the health. Yeah, I just, I just, there. I just don't know that he's going to be able to keep it up. But um, in a, a ten team league, like you can drop him once he breaks down, like it's mm-hmm. fine. So um, you know, I wouldn't do that in like a, t- a twelve or fifteen, but in a ten, I think that makes sense. Yeah, so you can cut Barrios in certain situations depending on who's available, but look to cut, cut somebody else, put him on your reserve for now, and and just ride it out a little bit because it's one of those things where <clears throat> he might just be a, a tweak or two off, uh, but that's the thing. When when you're off just a little, it can have a cascading effect, and it can add you know run and a half to your ERA, a couple homers here, some extra hits there, not enough strikeouts. Like, But it doesn't necessarily mean he's that far off with even with the 534 era for barrios let's talk charlie morton the 38 year old um you know broke his leg last year in the playoffs you might have to wonder if if that's still having some lingering effects because things have not been going well and his command is just completely off that's kind of what i'm seeing from watching a couple of his starts so far fastball command isn't there and it's cascading toward everything else uh being off as well the curveball is not getting the whiffs uh the curveball itself hasn't been great. Velo's still there. It's only down a half tick from 95.5 last year to 95. That's okay. But then 16% strikeout, 12% walk, 7% swinging strike. This is a guy who hasn't been below 11% swinging strike rate since 2015 for Charlie Morton. And he has a 685 ERA and a 173 whip. What are you doing with ground chuck? Who's not well, getting the ball on the ground as much? Either. I was just about to say, like that's the big problem. He's got the highest fly ball rate of his career, um, and he's you know being more aggressive than he has in his career. It's, you know, um, you have to wonder, like just not having a full spring. I mean, not even having a full spring compared to other guys who didn't have a full spring. 
um, if he's just taking more time to kind of get into shape and mm-hmm. uh, the Braves are just letting him do it at the major league level um, when he probably should be on like a minor league rehab assignment. Yeah, I think that makes sense for Morton. And one of the interesting things about his starts is they followed an interesting pattern overall of horrendous start, good middle, and then like a mixed bag finish. Mm -hmm. Sometimes he finishes uh, all right. Other times he he gets back to the ugliness because he tires out. So there is that part in the middle where he plateaus and looks a bit more like Charlie Morton. But getting there is difficult. And then the finish usually isn't terribly strong. So that makes me think that like, it's still there a bit, but it's definitely off right now. I just traded for him. Okay, um, you, what, what was that deal? So this is uh, my three-sport dynasty league. Um, it was a straight baseball trade. Um, I traded away Eloy Jimenez and Mondesi okay. um, for Jose Ramirez and Charlie Morton. And this is an on-base on base percentage league for one of the best hitters, yeah, and that that robs Mondesi's value quite a bit. And, even and with the speed. yeah, that both of them take a hit, and uh, Ramirez's can go up. Yeah, he, but he, I think I think right now on Morton, it's it's the time to buy. Like I think he's gonna, he's just he's too good of a pitcher to not bounce back here. So that's gonna um, answer the other question that you're not cutting him then. No, I don't think I'm cutting him yet. I can not understand it. I can okay. understand it in a 10 team league. Um, Who are you more apt to cut, Barrios or Morton? Morton. Okay. Because the, of the age and health. Yeah. For the same guys that I was talking about earlier, got to be somebody like that. Yep. Okay. I, I think that's, I think that's where I'm at too. I, I'm not sure I can quite cut again. Cause watching him, you can see that it's, that it's there. Like it's there in yeah. those middle innings uh, m- more often than not, but then he loses it again. It's like, but it feels like he's just trying to figure it out. A little bit of a slow, I mean, it, not a little bit of a slow start. It's flat out slow start. It's been tough. He gets Milwaukee this weekend. In weekly league, you've already got him in because it was a two start. Um, San Diego next week at home. What are you doing with that start for Morton? I think I'm starting him against San Diego. Yeah, because um, their offense hasn't been that great. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't, I don't. That's not a team I'm. I'm scared of. I can understand people wanting to sit it out, but I, I, and I'm much more stubborn than other people in that regard. Like I just, I just keep rolling with my guys. Uh, but I mean, I'm sure there are ten team leagues where people went, "Hey, I'm going to start Barrios Morton and feel pretty darn good." Oh, for um, sure. In terms of their rotation, so for sure, like. If you've got like both on your team in a ten-team league, you probably need to drop one. I'm probably dropping Morton. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think I think I'm with that too. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm just gonna co-sign that. I, I if I got both Brios Morton, keep Brios, cut Morton. The health is always a qu- question, and uh, if that is impacting him, and, and maybe he's just not right, maybe that explains the erraticness within start to start, inning to inning, for. Charlie Morton. So otherwise, you know, deeper leagues, we're not cutting them. Uh, by the way, I should mention he was 90% at Yahoo and ESPN. Barrios, 97% at Yahoo, 98% at ESPN. I focus on those two outlets because the bulk of where these guys are going to be cut is the the shallower formats right now until we get to some of the guys a little bit later. Then we might start talking about cutting them in NFBC formats, 12s and 15s. 
but let's stick with the guys that are at the upper tier that uh, if I'm cutting, it's going to be a pretty shallow league. Trevor Rogers is 89% at Yahoo, 82% at ESPN. He has a 614 ERA and a 150 whip, 150 that is, of course. 19% strikeout rate, 11% walk rate, just a 10% swinging strike rate, down four points from last year. Changeup just isn't there, and uh, that's really having an impact on everything else from what I can tell. Uh, none of his pitches have been positive pitch value, but everything kind of comes off of that changeup. It makes the fastball more effective. Um, his velo's there, but nothing else really is right now. Uh, is Trevor Rogers somebody that you're looking to cut right now in shallower formats? Mm, this is hard because I really like Trevor Rogers coming into the year, but he just hasn't looked like he did, at, you know, last season. Um, yeah. He's shown flashes, and the flashes make me want to stick. But hey, there's a reasonable chance someone in a 10 team league drafted Trevor Rogers, Brios, and Charlie Morton. Um, if you are that poor, poor person, please reach out to us. Yeah, we screenshot will, it. We'll find support. help for um, you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I want to try to keep them. Um, and I know people are like, you want to keep everybody. We'll get to some names I don't want to keep. Uh, um, rank them. Uh, rank those three real quick. I think it's Barrios, mm, Trevor Rogers, Morton to me. Okay. I think I go Rogers, Barrios, Morton. That's very close. Um, yeah, so it's the same situation here where you're cutting in a ten and eight, possibly, but for the most part, you're the most part, I'm trying. I'm still trying to keep. Like I still okay. believe in the talent. Um, so, but yeah, you're right. The changeup has not looked as good as it did last year, um, which is a little bit scary. Uh, mm-hmm. That being said, I'm. It's a great home ballpark. Um, so, you know, I'm, who does he have next week? Do you know? Uh, let's see here with Trevor Rogers for Miami. He has got – he's got at San Diego this weekend and then okay. Milwaukee at home next week. I'm, I think I'm starting them on both of those. I am too. I, I'm not I'm not taking him out of the lineups. I do have him, and I don't intend to right now. He's gotten uh, really unlucky in the strand rate. Like his strand rate is like 50% right now. And 53. Yeah. And a big part of it was that disgusting Philly game where things just kind of unraveled and gave mm-hmm. up seven earned and one and two thirds. He's going to be working that off for a while. And yeah. he had two good outings after that at Washington, at Atlanta for Trevor Rogers, and then got busted up by Arizona of all teams. And I didn't get to watch that. I don't know if anything happened that, uh, you know, that was, were they cheap hits or was he getting clobbered? I don't know. But Arizona, I know Arizona is playing pretty well. I, I don't want to like just say, "Oh, Arizona, we expected them to be bad. And you should always crush them," because they've actually played pretty well. They're, they're around five hundred. They've been a sneak team, but it has not been their offense. It's because of their pitching that that has been there. So I still am feeling pretty rough about uh, Trevor Rogers getting busted up by Arizona. That. That one's tough to swallow. Uh, yeah, he's on one of my mains. So, and that you don't love is that. dead last in that league. So, they're second to last against lefties in WRC. Plus. So, him giving up five, you don't love that. So, Trevor Rogers, uh, we feel pretty similarly to Barrios and Morton. Morton's still the, the cut of the three between uh, Justin and I. Let's go to Tyler Molly, 76% at Yahoo, 80% at ESPN. So, we've jumped down 
a level here. And look, the, the tough part coming in to the season and why I really started to fade Molly was he's half a pitcher right now. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know that I can be convinced to ignore his home road split uh, when he's a 515 ERA at home for his career, 234 and two thirds innings because he has a home run problem and he plays in the great American small park. Like it's, it's plain as day. He's only given up one home run this year though. No, I know, but I'm talking about why I didn't even get him Oh, coming into the season. That's why I didn't even get him. Even last year though, during the breakout 563 at home, 230 on the road to your point though, he's only given up one Homer. However, he has a 701 ERA now. It's actually worse. So is he like filling up the zone more often uh, and, and just getting beaten there by by hits and everything? Like what's what's going on here? Because he's been a disaster on the road. He's, he's kept his normal five-something at home, but now he's added an 825 ERA in the road. What the hell's wrong with Tyler Molly? and where are you cutting him, if anywhere? Um, it's actually kind of the opposite problem. He's got his lowest zone percentage of his career. He's walking just too oh, many guys. Yeah, yeah, that's what it would be. To avoid the homers, he's he's yeah. scared of going in the zone. He's, Molly in, is. Instead of saying, like, hey, I'm just going to beat you with my stuff, Yeah, you know, me versus you, he's going, um, yep. I'd rather put a man on. But the problem is he's not putting one man on. He's putting two or three men on, and then he's and then letting the next... a cheap hit go through. Yeah, then the next guy's getting a single or a double because he's giving up 10.5 hits. So yeah. that's a rough combo, 10.5 hits and a 12% walk rate. Um, this feels fixable. Um, and the stuff seems to be fine. Um, 701 ERA, 171 whip, 440 Sierra, though. Man. Um... I like Molly a lot, so I'm probably not dropping him. Uh, I'm cutting it easily. I think it, I think in a ten you can make that. He's got a one seventy one whip. I mean, it's just. I think I think yeah, in a, in a ten team you can probably let him go, uh, and just kind of keep an eye on him. Because the problem is, once he does start becoming more aggressive and, and stop nibbling so much, he's going to give up home runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, 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 uh, great American ballpark. So, ah, yeah, I love Molly, but I think, I think it's okay to cut him in a time. I might pause on the cut though. He has Pittsburgh twice in a row. Oh, no. Sunday yeah, and then next them. week. I know. <laughs> right. As I said, yeah. that so convincingly, I'm like, wait a minute. He gets done. However, if he, if he doesn't have it figured out by the end of those two starts, you have then he's, to cut him. Then he's, he's then probably he's cut in a 15. Yeah. yeah. Okay. If, if he gets double Pittsburgh here and, he, and we don't see some real quality work, I'm definitely cutting in 12s then. And then I'm probably cutting in 15s at that point too. But I gotta, I'm got i going to ride it out for these for these last two. We'll see what's going on. Here's hoping that, uh, that Tyler Molly can turn on. He's got, you know, he's got. 22% strikeout rate, but 11% swing strike rate is in line with last year. So he's right there with his strikeouts. Pittsburgh twice, bring it home for Molly. Get him back on track, please. Herman Marquez, Yahoo knows what they're doing. He's 46% there. What the hell is this guy 77% of ESPN for? Herman Marquez is unusable. I, I would yeah. cut him in the main. Like, I, no, I'm cutting him everywhere. There is no value to this guy right now. I do not care. 
he someone might pick him up and because of the name value you can have him and his 16 percent strikeout rate and his eight percent swinging strike rate and his 2.1 homer nine 692 era and 169 whip i know that he'll fix some of those duh not enough but, for me though i'm out on on herman marquez i'd have to be in to be out on him i guess because you couldn't have paid me to draft him though i'm i'm, but I'm, I'm fully I'm, out i'm right there with you i didn't draft him in any leagues I have more shares of Antonio Sensatella than I do of uh, of Herman Marquez. And it's because, one, there's still some sort of price tag attached to him because of exactly. his uh, potential. And this idea, this crazy idea in the fantasy industry, because it doesn't come from regular baseball industry, that he's going to get traded. He's not oh, going to get traded. They cannot develop pitching. Yep. Yeah, they cannot develop pitching. They've got him on a team-friendly deal for like the next three or four seasons. Mm -hmm. um, he's not going anywhere. Uh, where are you going to feel comfortable starting? There, he's had seasons where he's been electric on the road and awful at home. And then last year, he was like fine at home and mm -hmm. awful on the road. Like, I just don't want to deal with it at all. I really don't want to deal with it with most uh, Rockies pitchers. I draft a few in a DC just to have extra arms that I can get, you know, starters that I can get for like, cheap. Like a Cal Freeland, Antonio Sensatella. Yeah, I've got yeah. a couple of those guys um, in, you know, that you get a Met Post pick 500 in a DC and have a starter, you know, that late. But yeah, I, you've said it a million times. Coors is undefeated. I'm, I'm not playing with that game. Yeah. And Herman Marquez, again, credit to Yahoo, they're at 46%. They could even go lower, but ESPN is 77%. Lower, yeah. I don't know what folks are doing. They're like, what are you hanging on for? Especially because he has been caters to shallower leagues. Mm -hmm. So we know that the, the likes of um, some of those guys I was naming earlier, like Merrill Kelly, Jesus Lazardo, Corey Kluber, these guys are available in a bunch of leagues. Your boy, Stephen Matz, who we were talking about uh, offline before we started, he has a little bit of an elevated ERA, but his underlying numbers are actually excellent. I'd rather have him mm -hmm. than Herman Marquez 10 out of 10 times. I'll tell you what, even in a shallow league, I'd pick up Michael King, the mega reliever from the Yankees. Absolutely. Or Herman Marquez easily like it's a slam freaking dunk. Shout out to my uh, co-manager, uh, Shelly Verstraight um uh in the in the tag team league uh she was on michael king like weeks ago she was nice like, hey, we should just pick him up i like his skills like, he's oh, been excellent he's been great yeah yeah he, he might be this year's brent Suter and get like nine ten wins too i'd be happy um, with that all right next up kyle hendricks now listen kyle hendricks haters you don't get to claim that you were right like 10 years into his career because you didn't like him for those first amazing uh <laughs> seven years or whatever but it did finally come to fruition. It started last year with a 477 ERA and a 135 whip. He's always been kind of living on the line. And, and I think it's, I think things have finally caught up to him a bit. I, I know that the velo isn't down or anything. I, I don't know exactly what it is. It, it just seems like it's caught up to him, though. The, the, the fine margin that he lives on as a command and control finesse guy. Maybe it's the defense behind him. I don't know because he doesn't have Javi Baez anymore. That could be a big part of it. But the Babips are up. And the hits are through the roof, and he's given up more homers, which is something that he didn't usually used to do. But 1.5 last year, 1.8 this year for Kyle Hendricks, 564 ERA, 148 whip. You would have at least wanted a good whip out of him, but the walk rate has jumped to 9%. So that's uh, making that, that whip go way up. What are you doing with Kyle Hendricks? He's 
62% at Yahoo, 74% at ESPN? Um, I mean, I think you have to draw. Mm -hmm. I have a theory. Um, that uh, he has been really, really bad. A 537 ERA since June 21st of last Ooh, year. What could that have been? So, um, yeah, I, I think... Especially That's when the guy, crackdown started for those yeah, who don't know. They might not know I, that I date. Think, I think especially a guy like him that relies on such elite command and control mm -hmm. in order to work with stuff that isn't great uh, necessarily uh not having that sticky stuff really really affects him um and i don't think it's gonna get better they're i mean you just look what happened to bumgarner and they're clearly checking and checking very thoroughly uh, that was so and, ridiculous oh my god like i i I Has did, MLB I said anything about it? Because not that I've seen. I, I saw the post game interview him. with Bumgarner, and he was like, "You saw the video." Yeah. Like, I almost so never weird. agree with his rage fests. I fully stand with him. That was the creepiest, weirdest thing ever. Dude was looking for a fight. I don't know why. Madison Bumgarner would probably beat his ass, right? But so like, I don't know why he's looking for that fight. But uh, he was, and that was absolutely. Bumgarner had been barking at the uh, home plane umpire during that inning, and so you yeah. gotta wonder if it's like that's what he said that he was like sticking up for the rookie umpire. Oh, so that's he that yeah that's, that's what he dumb. said. But like, that's not how you do it, you freaking weirdo. Yeah, you just say something. You don't just stare at the dude. Yeah, what are you doing? Like that was just so goofy. What what a what an absolute dweeb. Anyway, Kyle Hendricks. Um, I think that makes some sense. Like, you know, I don't think it's a conspiracy theory to, to suggest that he could have been, you know, the sticky stuff that he was using was really kind of getting him over the edge there because he does live on such a thin margin. And now that's taken away and it just kind of creates this extra bit of volatility. And I think he's a cut everywhere. I, I, I'm i open yeah. to cutting him in like 15 teamers right now. I'd cut him in the main if the right guy was out there and there's been enough guys throughout the season so far that I cut. Now he does have a two step coming up next week at San Diego at Arizona. Nope. I don't feel I, that good about that. And when you don't feel good about somebody for a two step, I think that's your indication. To I somebody. would feel fine about that. If we were talking about just a random average MLB pitcher, which tells me if I don't feel good about that for Kyle Hendricks, that he's not that like I would start that for Kyle Gibson. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've been starting so, Kyle Gibson pretty much everywhere, by the way. You know, I mean... You should have drafted him in the main. I hate you so much. <laughs> so, so much. And that main is good. Like, that yep. main that main that I'm in with you, like, the team is good. <laughs> that team, that, I don't have yeah. Kyle Gibson. That'd be nice. I think Kyle Gibson would probably add a hand... You'd be in, like, third or fourth, I think. I think you can get a nice handful of points because you're you're in the mix right now. I don't think I'm too far out, but I'm in 11th right now. I just keep looking, and and what comforts me is that Dave Potts is below me, and I'm like, that's mm -hmm. you know, if he's still that low, I'm not too worried. It's yet. it's way or, like you should. Um, I, I was talking about this on the Friends of Fantasy Benefits podcast on Monday. Um, like you shouldn't freak out if you're like in the bottom, but you should be examining why you're in the bottom. Correct. Correct. Like, Don't fall too far behind in things. Yeah. Are there things that you are, you know, like, for example, let's just say you were last in average and you had like 
a 213 average and the next lowest one was like 222 you need to maybe start looking like whoa i'm for me it's not the ratio categories i'm not worried about because those fluctuate so much they do i it's, think if you have big the, counting categories you're right even that, more so. that's if it's like i'm really far behind in you know home runs or stolen bases uh or even strikeouts or saves. strikeouts um scary. then then i start going okay i need to make some adjustments on my team right now but like batting average era whip like those they move so much, especially this early. Like, I'm, I'm just not worried about that. Yeah, definitely you should be mindful of the stat uh, of the standings right now, but you do not need to look at them every day and be like, oh, my God, I'm in so much. Or every 30 today. minutes like I do. Correct. Also, also not a great idea for mm -hmm. your uh, for your sanity. Mm -hmm. Ranger Suarez, I believe this show liked him a good bit coming into the yep. season. What? You liked him, right? I did. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we were both fans. 67% uh, at Yahoo, 70% at ESPN. It has not been all that good. The detractors, uh, maybe maybe they got this one right. 463 RA, 163 whip. I am definitely bummed by the by the big dip in strikeouts. And I thought, you know, I never thought, obviously, that he was going to be a 136 ERA. I'm like, give me, give me 356. I'll take that. And he's not that far off at a 463. Like he can get down to the mid threes, but some of the dominance that I thought his stuff had that could carry for Ranger Suarez has not carried. He has a 7% swinging strike rate. And you know what? Maybe Nick Pollock was right. Blind squirrel finds an acorn. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, he was not a fan and uh, it's not looking great so far. So what are you doing with Ranger Suarez right now? with a uh, start against the Mets this weekend and then a trip to the Dodgers next week. Sweet. Ooh, that's a brutal. I think you can probably drop him for that stretch. I do mm -hmm. want to see how he does. Um, and I definitely don't want to start him if I'm going to hold on to him like in deeper formats. But um, those are two brutal. I mean, the Mets have been the best team in baseball. Dodgers look like they should be the best team in baseball. Um, I, I, uh, yeah, I think I'm dropping him in, in tens and twelves, uh, and then just kind of keeping an eye out. I still believe in the talent. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not fully out. Um, he's gotten pretty unlucky. Uh, mm -hmm. it's like, what well, the home run rate it, is like weird to me. Like, I, you know, I don't understand why. He's given up so many home runs. Um, that, that has been a problem for Ranger Suarez. He's given up uh, and two in his last outing to Texas, um, one against Colorado, one against Miami. That's the thing. Four homers right now is a 154 ERA or 1.54 homer nine in 23 and a third innings, right? Like the margins are just still pretty small overall, even through five starts. And he had a very short start his first outting too, two point. Uh, 2.2 innings. I think he had no spring training or very yeah, limited he had spring visa, training. Yeah, he had that's visa right. issues. That's um, right. And so you have to wonder if like that's affecting him a little bit. Um, but I do wish there were more swings and misses. That's the one thing with Ranger Suarez that I am a little bit concerned about yeah. with regards to this early struggle. But I still kind of want to hang in, in deeper formats as well. I totally get cutting in 10s and 12s right now. He's just not somebody that you have to hang on to. Uh, but in 15s, I'm gonna I'm gonna ride it out. He's gonna get on the bench this weekend, uh, or you know, going into next week with that Dodgers start. 
But I'm going to give it these two and kind of see where it's at. If I'm not really seeing any improvement from Ranger Suarez, then I'm cutting him in 15 teamers after this weekend. And if I need the cut this weekend, I could even cut him in the main. If I if that's the only cut I have and I need something, mm-hmm. it, it's it's there because he has the Dodgers, and I don't know that he's necessarily going to have some great outing that that means I won't be able to get him back the next week at a at a cheap price. So I'm yeah, open honestly, in all I formats. Think he's- I think yeah, I think he's a, a cut in all formats, yeah. um, and then see how we'll see how he does. Um, and you know he's because he's like you said he's going up against the Mets and the Dodgers. Like I don't expect him to just beast out. If he does, then you're gonna have to pay to get him back. But um, I, I don't see it happening. So I think I'm ready to move on. Yeah, I think I think that's where I'm at. Um, you know, another another handful of starts like this. I'm gonna go more than 23 innings before I take a fat L, but. Uh, I like that. I'm, I'm ready. I'm on. ready to take that out. You're taking it right now. I'm. I'm I, I think I'm okay taking it. Like, there's not much in the profile that. Yeah. He has gotten unlucky, but he's also just again no the, whiffs. Though. The changeup is not look good. Um, he's not getting swings and misses. Like this is not. You know what? What is uh um what does Nick call him a Toby? Yeah, I don't even know if he's a Toby right now. Nick might not even have him as a Toby. I, I don't know all the Nick. Pollock acronyms to so. know the entire Nick Pollock uh, dictionary. I'm surprised which would be he knows them all. It's it's pretty amazing. Like, I'm sure he's yeah. forgotten some that are like lightly used. Someone mm-hmm. brings it up and he's like, "Wait, what was that again?" He, he uh, writes Zach- with his own glossary next to him. Yeah, he's like, "What is this I again?" To, I have to remember this. He's got amazing mnemonic devices, though. Some of them are are hilarious. Others I'd never get at all. He used to call Jeff Samarja loose lips. Never understood that ever. I don't even, we're not going to get into it. Zach Plesak, 52% at Yahoo, 68% at ESPN. This is more on the Rotowire Online Championship NFBC main event tip here because in shallow leagues, I, I don't understand why he's 52 at Yahoo, 68 at ESPN. Those should be much lower. Easy cut there. But what about the deeper formats where an innings eater like this uh, does have some value, especially in the main, but I don't know that this specific guy does with a 14% strikeout rate, 444 ERA, 141 whip. (laughs) Is that bad? That's horrendous. 9% swinging strike rate says it's not really going up either. Are you keeping Zach Plesak? Let's start with the Rotowire Online Championship, 12-teamer. No, I don't think I am. Uh, There's nothing in this profile that makes me think it's going to get better anytime soon. He is who he is. Like, this is exactly who he is, the guy who's pitching right yeah. now. So, main event then, 15 teams. He has a two-step next week at the White Sox at Minnesota. I'm no terrified of that. Yeah. Which means I can't keep him. No, you, no. He, he. I don't know that like, – not only is he cuttable, like, I don't think he should be rostered. In yeah, and, and again, my litmus test is if I cannot start them in a two-step, that's almost definitely a cut. That's at least the first pass through that I do on a player to, to determine whether or not I want to cut them. And I don't, uh, I don't believe in him here. So I do want to cut him and yeah. uh, he, he gone. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, especially if you don't want to start someone on a two step in the AL central, like mm-hmm. that's a really bad sign. Like, yep. um, you know, White Sox won't have, you know, Eloy or Vaughn. Yeah, they're a bit and, muted. But I still... They might not even have Moncada yet. But I think I the know. only place I'd be even considering it is like a 15-team 
the only mix, like obviously in Hale only, you're just stuck with them. Um, yeah, but you got to ride it out. A 15 team quality start league because he does because tend he to goes go deeper, deep. deeper into games. It's so hard. I'm in a quality start league and it's insanely awful. Like, the league leader is, has nine or something. I, it, it's um it's one of those league it's it's a head dead categories and it's like like I have like a really good pitching staff or what should be a really good pitching staff in the league and I got one quality start last week. So frustrating. Like I lost because the guy so got mad two dude. quality starts. Like like F that's that. like, like what what is that? At this point, there's no reason to remember we thought quality starts would be the fix for wins and, uh-huh. and they're just very much not. Yeah, they're just like now you need to do like the nice thing about like a site like fan tracks is you can like set what a quality start is. That's cool. What would you do? Would you do five innings, two runs? Yeah, I think I would. I think that's that's a better ERA, actually. And and listen, I've I've never been like six and three is a 450 ERA. That's there's nothing quality about that. It's like, yes, it is. If you're six and three, like you've kept your team in the game, that is very much a quality start. People get hung up on it 450 ERA and they think that's terrible. It's really not. And that that should tell you because six innings, three runs is not bad. It's literally not bad. You get paid fifteen mil a year if you can do that every time mm-hmm. out, if not more. Um, but yeah, I think five and two, five and I, two I, makes I, a lot of sense. Definitely be down with, and then um, that way, you know, you gotta get. There's you just get so more few pitchers who go six regularly. It's, it's just it's wild. It's wild, yeah. and I, I I don't know that I really like it that much, but it is where we're at right now, and. Um, Pluses and minuses. Uh, all right, last guy here before before we get out. Coming off a good start, but as you mentioned, uh, again, we talked about this offline, about Jose Urquidy. Yes, it's a good start, six innings of scoreless ball, but only three punchies. So he's 69% at Yahoo. Nice. 54% at ESPN. Um, let me see what his updated numbers are because he did pitch yesterday. So he got his ERA down to 456 with a 136 whip. And I think that last number is the one that's really got me messed up is that his whip isn't even good. That's the one thing that I would be saying is the reliable aspect of Rikidi, but he's allowed way too many hits. And even yesterday, six hits in six innings, he's still allowing a hit per inning or more. That's my problem right now is that he's just been too hittable. And it's because he doesn't get a lot of whiffs. He's down to a 15% strikeout rate. And it might be a little bit lower after yesterday, even Jose Arquiti, what are you doing with him? I mean, I was not a fan of his previous to this. I know you and Shush. Eno have been huge proponents of him. Correct. Um, so setting that aside and just looking at what he's done this season, he's got like an 88% zone contact percentage right now. He is just getting hit in the zone, which makes me really scared because the home run rate was like one8 coming into last night. I was, did not give up a home run last night, so it's going to drop. Mm-hmm. Um, but once baseball does whatever they're going to do with the baseballs to make more <laughs> home runs, I'm really worried about a guy like Herkiti who's you know, historically got a home run issue and True, is giving up zone. 88% zone contact. Um, yeah, I think he's a cut, uh, especially in 10s and 12s. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that you want to cut him into 15. I wouldn't but yet. I am I'd be I'm a very big careful of who I'd start him against. He goes to Minnesota next week. No. Who might be it without Carlos Correa with a broken finger. Yeah, but they might be with Royce Lewis. Ooh. 
That, that was the rumor. It was just a rumor. I, it was not any reputable sources last night. He is but, now the top-searched minor league player on, yeah, on our site I bet right he now. Is. He has a 164 WRC+, plus, three homers, eight steals, 16% walk rate, 18% strikeout rate. He's dominating AAA. Yeah, I think he's coming up. Wow. Yeah, this former is, number one This is a week too. of Fabapalooza. I think it's about to be because Miranda yeah. and Melendez weren't available in most leagues. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be part of it because they got called yep. up late. So, yeah. And Yepes got called up. Yes. And, yes. That's um, a good call. I forgot about Yepes too. Yeah. So, yeah. it's And then if Lewis gets up before Sunday and if Duran just got called up today, if we have anybody else that kind of trickles up, it could be the Fabapalooza week. And who's your favorite out of the group? Probably Miranda playing yeah, time and, so, and impact is, is definitely there. I like Yepes a lot. Fell in love with him at the fall league. I still don't know where he plays though. Yeah, unless they I, unless they get rid of that DH that DH duo that they have with uh, Pujols and Dickerson, there's still no playing time for him. You're, they're not taking Carlson out. I don't think they're sending Carlson down. If they do, then okay, I'll, I'll totally pivot. But on even Yepes. if they send Carlson down, what does that do? He could play the outfield. That's where he started. He started in right. He would play the outfield. It would be for him. Yeah, he's, he's it, it would be so for Yepes. bad. Be so bad defensively. Yeah, I mean they got two two great guys. Yeah, that's him. true. Yeah, that's true. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I think they would it. just want the bat in there. But really, where he should be is DH. He DH'd yesterday on on the fifth, and they should they should probably designate Dickerson. They can keep Pujols, I guess, if they want. Um, it'd be so much better if Yepes was a lefty because then he could be the Dickerson part. And pools could still play against lefties, but they're both righties. That's the problem mm-hmm. um, as far as like creating a platoon. So I like Yepes a ton. I just still don't see where the playing time is. And then uh, we'll see what happens with, with Lewis. And then, like I said, Duran, if they commit to playing him over Badu, then he's number two to Miranda. Very, very yeah. close there. Well, hang on. Let me reassess. I think I'll go Miranda, Melendez, Duran. Because Melendez as a catcher, yeah. but he was already gone in our league. Somebody had him. Oh, is he? Yeah. Yeah. Some. Oh, yeah. I think Govier drafted him. I, I think so. What the Govier? Govier, you son of a gun. Let me see. No, Herb, Herb Eero has him. Herb oh. Eero. He's a good um, player, too. So. Yeah, absolutely. He's the one who put the outlay for uh, for Bender, though. He's probably regretting that a little Ooh. bit. The big 322. We'll see what happens with Dylan Floro, who could be part of Fabapalooza too. If he gets called up, gets a Mm -hmm. save on Saturday and Sunday or something, the leagues where he was cut because people didn't want to wait anymore, could be time to go ahead and get him. My patience may have paid off. It might be because, yeah, Bender Bender looking broke. Anthony Mm -hmm. broke, I called him the other day. um, And because that was was tough. Guess my boy Paven Smith, baby. What's up? Too bad I caught him in the main. Don't tell anybody. That's all right. I still got him in other leagues, but I am a little bit bummed about that. I just didn't need the outfielder though. And he was just kind of, he's, you know, I know he's not like a game changing profile. He's more of like a glue guy profile. And so I was willing to cut him and I knew, I knew what I was doing when I did it. I'm not too worried about it, but anyway, I got to get going. I got something here at nine. That's why we did this early. So I appreciate you getting up super early. Uh, Cause you got some meetings later. So yeah, we will be talking in a few hours. Uh, yeah, Scherzer Gibson. I'm really excited for that. Again, if you're part of the Discord in any capacity, just sign up for any tier. 
get into the Discord, come through at six o'clock. Um, if you're new to Discord, we'll help you through it to figure out how to get in there. It's just going to be in the voice channel. You'll come in. I'll be streaming the game, and we'll be there for about three hours. I'll probably yeah, you you get to see my my actual work office because that's where I'm going to be working from. The oh, you're you're going to so. be at work. Yeah, so yeah, I I'll guess because be that's at four wearing, your time. Be wearing a nice shirt. And, oh, um, fancy! Oh, even though there's nobody else in my office. <laughs> I could probably go in there in shorts and like sandals, but, but you still, you still respect the, you still respect the role. I, I appreciate that. All right. Well, that's going to do it uh, for episode 1048. Are you doing anything with Jason this weekend? I would like to, it's been a few weeks, but I, I got really sick and, mm -hmm. and so well, it's mother's day though, too. Yeah. Neither of you are mothers. So maybe you can figure yeah. it out. I'm sure my wife wouldn't mind. I don't know. I'll, I'll find out. To, maybe she wants the time away. That would be her Mother's Day gift is you to leave her. I, I, that one year I did do that. I was like, just leave. Just go do just whatever, go do whatever you, you want. Yeah, yeah, whatever you want. Um, all right, Justin, I'll talk to you later. Have a good one. Take it easy.